Welcome to The Experts Speak, a service of the Florida Psychiatric Society. I'm Abby Strauss, and thanks for listening. Additional information can be viewed at www.pmha.org.pk. It's not too often that we have a chance to look to the inside of a mental health system and other problems in countries such as Pakistan. We are curious to know if it is different or similar because of cultural or religious or poverty issues or even political issues. It turns out that they too have many unmet needs and the patients there suffer from problems of access to mental health care and also from stigma. Dr. Zulkarnan is a psychologist in Islamabad, Pakistan and he has generously agreed to speak to us about his experiences. Doctor, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. We rarely hear about the mental health problems in Pakistan. Is it because the problem is relatively small or is it the opposite? The magnitude of this is very large due to political conditions, due to terrorism, due to specifically if we talk about extremisms and these all are major factors. Unfortunately, usually people don't visit mental health services. That is the main issue. And first people visit faith healer. After visiting all those places, they come to mental health practitioners. As a psychologist, we don't prescribe medicines, first of all, because we have referral systems and we refer clients to the psychiatrist. Would you say that the request for mental health services is limited by religious or cultural issues, or is it that there isn't the money for it? It can be both. What, what seems to be the major problem? Basically, major problem is people are not aware of mental health issues. Second issue, due to traditional mindset, People don't visit mental health services. They usually say, okay, we will visit faith healers and they use traditional ways. Sometimes they go to the shrines and a lot of people are not affording. Is the issue more the lack of knowledge where to go for it or is it just straight stigma against mental health? Psychiatry, people who have psychiatric problems, there's something wrong with them, evil with them that is still there because they usually use word pagal we are not pagal because this word is quite common in pakistan that's why they they use we are not meant we are not mental retarded people that why why should we visit this is the main issue stigma is specially attacked to this issue because initially we had halfway house we have closed it up in 2008 due to different reasons, stigma and funding issue. And because people are not affording and that's why we have closed that friendship house. But, you know, people with psychiatric disorder, they they are confined in their homes. It's, it's very ironic and we convince them that you should send them to the psychiatrist and send them that's important component of our services and we have conducted more than 100 seminars in different areas there are people who need long-term psychiatric hospitalization what's the psychiatric hospital situation like in pakistan in bigger cities larger cities hospitals are quite good but they're a little bit expensive and that's why people usually don't visit them. If they visit them, sometimes 
because we don't prescribe medicine as a psychologist. If medicines are needed, we send them to the hospitals and some hospitals are quite good, but magnitude of the issue is very high because in Pakistan, number of psychiatrists, psychologists, practitioners are approximately 5,000. For 200 million people population, 5,000 number is quite low, you can understand. We can't cater all the need of the all people. That's the main thing. Do your jails have forensic units? Uh, one of the issues in the United States right now is, in practice, the jails are ending up to be some of the largest, shall we say, psychiatric hospitals in the country. What about those who are in your legal system and also have psychiatric problems? Do you have forensic mental health units? There are forensic units. Pakistan Institute of Medical Sciences, they have their forensic mental health unit. Usually, there are a psychiatric hospital unit. They admit patients and when guardians, when they send them there and after sending them there, admitting them, guardian doesn't visit them again and they remain there more than years. That's why we, we didn't offer residential service for them. The, our friendship was halfway house. They spend day and they they go back at their home. On your website, you spoke to something called a mental health camp. What is it, please? Basically, mental health camp. We usually visit slums, right? Mm -hmm. We provide awareness about mental health issues because we we've started this program in Islam of Islamabad. If we found out clients over there, patients over there, we refer them to uh, for psychiatric services. We provide basic testing over there. A group of psychologists come with us. They are volunteers. And we did activity in slums because they are non-affording. They are most deprived population of the country. That's why we usually visit, conducted these mental health camps in slums, peripheries, and non-affording communities. And these are for people of all ages and both sexes? Yes, because it's very important. These are specifically for all ages, but usually we focused on youth. Because most of the problem, onset of the 18, that's why usually we focus on adolescents' use. We went there, we gave them mental health information about mental health issues, and approximately 13 volunteers accompanied with us, and they provide them. We don't provide medication, we only provide counseling, psychotherapy, and this project was quite successful and people appreciate this project and this is unique project because we haven't seen this kind of project in Pakistan. That was new initiative. Do you get a lot of support from the larger community, maybe even the government for doing this? No, because we provide this facility without any support. We didn't find any funding from anywhere. 
because we did all this from our own. Some therapists do provide us a little bit support because government usually don't provide support to non-government organization on software issues because weak women's issues, problem gender-related issues. And to talk about these issues is considering taboo or stigma, these issues, and that's why this regime is a little conservative, so they don't support these issues usually. Okay. What about people who get into substance abuse? Do you do you have a substance abuse program as well? Substance abuse, uh, we don't have. We don't run substance abuse program because it's quite difficult. But in Pakistan, there are a lot of centers they are providing to substance abuse because in Pakistan, a lot of youth, adults, use cocaine, heroin, and other stuff. And for them, there are a lot of institutions, private institutions, organizations. They're working for them, but those are very ex- expensive. We don't want to face those issues because we want to focus specifically on mental health issues. There are a lot of other issues attached with this problem. Do you have an alcohol problem in Pakistan? People have asked me that when they heard that I was doing the interview. And a lot of people think that you don't because of the very strong religious component in your society. I didn't have the answer for them. Is it a particular problem? Is it a problem? Alcohol and sometimes they use indigenous alcohol that alcohol that is called karra and that is more lethal. Do the people in Pakistan watch Western TV, Western movies, Western songs, and does that affect the stigma issue regarding mental illness? Do they embrace Western attitudes? This is not the issue. The main issue is traditional mindset. Interesting. Another thing that I saw on your website, which I found extremely intriguing, is the section on functional literacy for women. I saw that you had been involved a couple years ago in a program dealing with how segregation breeds sexual harassment, and you said that educating women to read and be stronger was probably one of the strongest things you could do to help address this problem. Teaching young girls to be able to read, write, and such. Tell me a little bit about that program as well. This was initiated in one slum of Islamabad. The whole idea behind is if you can, one cannot read or write, so he or she cannot travel in Islamabad. These women are working, household working, and they are working in different houses. And that's why we start initiate this program for them. The whole idea is to equip them about if they can read and write, they can read board, they can do basic calculation, not only basic calculation, we provide them different session on how they can tackle violence, how they can tackle harassment, how they can talk about health issues. We provide them sessions about how they can prevent themselves from HIV, how they can prevent them from hepatitis. This program was initially by Mare Mirza, whose wife, our founder member, patron chief wife, and she's also executive member of PMHA, member of executive committee. And now this good quality of this program is owned by community itself. They, they are running this program by, by themselves. 
do you have any rough idea about how many young ladies you've actually been able to help? We provide total approximately 900-950 ladies were benefited from this program. I saw that several years ago you were part of a program that may have been the precursor to this in which you were teaching young ladies how to deal with sexual harassment of proper boundaries between them and other people. Basically, because they are most vulnerable community and they are at risk. And it's important to provide them basic information, how they can prevent themselves from different diseases, how they can create their own boundary and the, they, that is their body and they have control on their body instead of their owner or they are working with different households. Instead, they have control on their own body. That was the idea behind this. That is absolutely wonderful, 